Welcome to the IME Community Podcast, where self-love is your superpower to achieve your weight and life goals and make your mark in the world. Your host is Dr. Carla, activist MD. If you're a teen who's looking to revolutionize your health and can't wait to follow your dreams, welcome to the IME Community. YouTube video and podcast. Dr. Carly here. I've got my really awesome coffee cup. I've got my new progressives because I'm at that age <clears throat> trying to get used to them. I have these peonies because tomorrow is Mother's Day and I just bought those when I was at the store and they remind me of my mom and uh, it makes me happy and I hope all of you moms and dads and grandparents and those of us who parent, um, parenting teens of course, but any kids um, really celebrate tomorrow as a day that we're proud of all the amazing things we do for our kids and how we show up with good intention. And today I wanna to talk with you about how parents can support their teen's health independence. I had a podcast and YouTube video on this and it really focused on, it focused on when you go to the doctor and how you can kind of intentionally get ahead of it um, when they talk to you, your teen or child about the way the BMI, how they're supposed to be asking permission and then also how you can respond to uh, those measures after you go home so that you have a more um, positive and helpful experience that um, because as parents, you know, um, you know best as far as you know your child and you know uh, what they will respond to and you know what would be helpful and what could potentially be harmful and I just listened to an amazing uh, podcast called Pediatric Meltdown by Dr. Leah Gacchino. It was awesome and she's a pediatrician and she does a lot with mental health so I hope you'll listen to her podcast um, too. Of course subscribe and like uh, IME Community Podcast on Apple and Spotify and make sure you subscribe and like this YouTube channel and share it with other uh, parents and teens and doctors because so much helpful information we're going to be coming out with. Dr. Um, Leah had interviewed her daughter who's a well-known eating disorder recovery coach and she interviewed her about her experience and how triggering it was to go to the doctor and learn about the BMI and it it's a really amazing um, raw helpful discussion uh, between a mom and her daughter and her daughter who's really turned what was something that was that our society has gotten all wrong including us doctors and the, and parents and just very much um, moving forward in a positive direction to find what's really helpful for her among this you know mess of our society and how we're so focused on you know the external and just this diet culture and and how it's been 
unhelpful and harmful. And so what I thought since I've started the member community and I'm coaching some teens, which is amazing, teens are so brilliant, and um, I, I really want to support parents um, as you move forward and try to support your teen's health independence. Because like I talked in that podcast, the relationship moves to being um, transactional where we're supporting our kids and and feeding them and it's kind of more minute to minute uh, making sure they're safe and then it moves to relational and as a parent of three you know my oldest is 20 um, and then I have a 17 year old and a 14 year old I can tell you like it's it's something you have to be intentional about and it is hard uh, we all know that it's hard and we're gonna make mistakes uh, we're gonna fail we're not gonna show up um, all the time like we want to I want us to have grace and compassion for ourselves and I was thinking back on you know when did we grow up like I, I talk about well I didn't grow up in this this food system that we currently had so I talk about that in my weight journey uh, podcast I think that's the seven podcast I hope in YouTube video I hope you'll listen to that because I think it's uh, really important because I didn't we didn't grow up us parents didn't grow up in the food system that we have but we grew up in really some of the worst like um, diet culture that you could think of in fact on my playlist I'm going to tell you you know let's get physical physical I wanna get physical. That song's probably more about our bodies and and diet culture than anything else. And I loved that song by Olivia Newton-John. But I mean, we had Jane Fonda aerobics, fun, awesome, leg warmers, great gear. But that was all about diet culture. That was all about weight. We were in. We grew up in the the low fat, the the low calorie, the restriction the you know all the new diets coming out buy these things eat this food and then the metabolism uh your goes down your hormones your hunger hormones are activated it's a terribly miserable way to lose weight and your energy expenditure goes down like i said and so then you're going to rebound and think oh wow i need to be on this and then also the most important and profoundly harmful thing that we've all bought into is the noise of our society that's the big lie which i'm so happy is being just busted with all the body positive movement body neutrality and body acceptance and is that thinness equates to goodness or to happiness and that once you arrive at that point then your life will be at a certain way which is the hugest biggest lie Ever. And um, anyone who still buys into that is still buying into the, you know, diet culture. It's very harmful. And and it's it's the biggest lie. And that's why we keep failing at figuring this out or helping people actually who want to lose weight or people who want to just live their amazing happy lives and just not have all the noise of our society's um, stigma and bias. And 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 of course you know you're gonna f f fail at that <laughs> I think not going on those things is actually winning and succeeding and so anybody who at this point is like hey I'm not gonna go on any diet or restrict myself or be rigid and you're rejecting diet mentality and you're rejecting diet culture kudos to you you're winning 
And um, that's where any change you want to make in your life, whether it's like, oh, I want to change my career or I want to work on my relationships or I want to uh, just feel better. Um, a lot of people just want to actually simply feel better and not have so much negativity um, and noise come up. All of that's going to come from being intentional about creating that positivity, mind positivity for yourself. So. I'm not using this as an excuse for us parents. I'm just saying that's the reality of the, um, and it can be helpful for us parents knowing that, you know, this is the reality of how we grew up. We, we didn't have the food system, but yet we had really strong diet culture and um, it can cause harm. And so how do we as parents undo that harm and how do we help our kids who do live in that food system and do live in the society where there is a lot of stigma and bias against weight and there's a lot of noise out there and at the same time shifting to this movement that is disrupting weight stigma and bias in our society, the body positivity movement, body acceptance, um, there's fat justice movements by uh, Aubrey Gordon, amazing. I mean, there's some uh, amazing things happening. And, you know, we want to be a part of, of, of turning the needle and, and being really helpful for our, for our teens who are struggling with that. So, so I want to encourage us to um, look at some of the like actual specific situations or circumstances in our lives that we have with our teens and just kind of pause, reflect, step back and recognize that maybe we are perpetuating harm or we are not being helpful. And again, as a parent of teens dealing with all the things, I mean, we're going to deal with all the things. I can tell you, I come from a place of full grace and compassion for all of us because we all want what's best for our teens, for our kids. And the recognition as they become teens that we don't cause and we don't control much of it. And that when we're in fix and solving mode and we get fearful that if they are maybe we think oh if they are overweight or they have weight struggles they're gonna suffer unnecessarily and if they were at this weight they wouldn't that's a lie we're human beings we're all going to experience all the full gamut of everything in life and that's why a lot of teens will reject that because if you're putting that on them and even if they do reach that they'll be like wait that's I, I don't feel any better if you don't work on the mind management at the same time and let them create self-directed change that comes from a higher level personal vision. It aligns with their values. It aligns with their dreams. So one of the things that I see a lot of is when our teens are eating and we may be in a pattern. If you're having a family meal time, we talk a lot about um, the, the study about promoting positive body image and family mealtime is the way that we can protect our teens from eating disorders, but also we can promote positive body image and prevent them from uh, weight struggles, potentially. We can't protect our teens from all of society. They live in a time of social media. They are going to the doctor. Um, they live in our homes. They 
have grown up, you know, whether we're a parent who's struggled with our weight too and has been on and off diets or whether we're someone who's thin and fit and we just don't understand that we think that it's all on the individual's, you know, personal responsibility. The reality is like none of that matters because we can't control all of the potential harm because they live in our society and in our world and in our environment we can help prevent and make sure that we are not causing harm or more harm or perpetuate that harm in our own homes and we can get ahead of it and help our teens become more internal and and accept themselves right now that's why i love my five steps to say i am me because you can accept yourself fully now i fully love and accept myself absolutely no matter what i love and accept myself i'm learning to love and accept myself that self-acceptance is just that warm self-acceptance blanket and you can make a decision as a parent to if you have a teen who's maybe struggling with their weight and i'm not talking about if you're worried about them having an eating disorder so eating disorders are actually common in those of us who struggle with our weight and they're very underdiagnosed and you need to get your teen into the doctor and they need to do some screening they need to refer to a therapist who um, specializes in um, disordered eating. And the most important thing I think you can do as a parent is to get your teen the help that they, that they need and connect with a doctor who will help you and listen and get the help that you need. Because in healthcare, we haven't necessarily gotten this right. And like I said, eating disorders are very underdiagnosed in those struggling with their weight. And if you think that you're gonna help your teen make any changes when they're actually struggling with an eating disorder, we really need to support that as the acute issue. And uh, one of the things that comes up a lot with eating disorders is there's just so much shame, so much shame in all of all of this, but one of the things that that we know is that it's kind of a secret thing. Oftentimes they feel like they're alone on an island um, when we're struggling with an eating disorder. So I want to make sure that they know that you're someone who they can trust and you work on the relationship with your team so that they can trust you and they can talk to you and you can always support and show up as a loving and supportive parent to get your teen the help that they need. And sure, the main thing is that you don't have any conversations that focus at all on their weight. That could be really unhelpful during that time and also staying in your lane and knowing what your role is and how you want to show up as a parent and how where you want to put your attentional focus and you want to show up as a loving supportive parent who's going to get your teen the help that they need but you're not going to get in their business and you're not going to fix and control and when you how you can do that is you can just recognize it's an urge it comes from a beautiful place all grace and compassion for yourself as a parent. We grew up in this society again, and just check in on some of those beliefs where you think if 
if they wouldn't have to deal with that. Most of the time it comes back to us not wanting to feel a certain way because either we feel guilty, we feel shame, or we're judging ourselves. Whenever we judge ourselves, we put it on the, the child or someone else because it's less painful. So we have to recognize that we're just judging ourselves as parents when those that judgment of our teen comes up and and all you have to do is recognize that I'm triggered and then I love the work of Dr. Kristen Neff this is like my favorite self-compassion expert and I think her work is transformational and I don't want you to role model a perfectly fit body as a parent that's not going to happen I, I don't want you to think you have to role model perfect healthy eating not helpful what is helpful is self-compassion role modeling that being like it's okay we fail i mean my kids have seen me fail at lots of things they know that i don't think i'm a failure and i just one of the reasons why i created ime community was for my kids because they've been involved in my work forever when i started my nonprofit, it was really a family adventure for us and they were a all the events, I mean, since they were little, they were six, four, and one, like 20 months when I started my nonprofit and I left my practice. And um, my husband and I invested in that, and I remember him saying, who's gonna pay for this? And I said, we are. <laughs> it was a big deal for us, and it was it was a love. I mean, it was, it was our family's love, too. And it was a community collaborative, and it evoked a lot of goodwill. People would say, how are you involved? I know teaching it to fish, but I don't know how you're involved. involved. And that was the biggest compliment to me. And the vision was creating community solutions for children's health. So, yeah, we had a mission to empower um, children and families to eat healthy and be active. And we always focused on positive messaging. So I'm super proud of that. But I ended up getting my butt kicked in my career. No matter how much you reframe, I reframed that, the reality is like that was a mm, kicking for me. And my kids saw that. And they saw it kind of in one fell swoop a lot of losses for me. I think that, you know, how I managed that failure it was to be super open about it, to be um, proud, to reframe it. I mean, I, I led that work in a beautiful way and I'm super proud of it. And I stayed with my vision and I'm an activist for children's health and I will always speak up for children. So they know that about me, but I mean, it was really hard. And I thought, you know, I can't let this original vision go that I had and so part of the reason why I created IME Community is because I wanted my kids to know your vision is yours and it's just like parenting too like you have this vision for how you're gonna be as a parent and then when your kids become teens it's it can be really challenging to think wow this is maybe harder than I thought, or I thought if I show up in this way, then I'm gonna have this really positive um, relationship with my teen. Or I, you think, at least I thought I could control things that I can't control. I mean, you don't cause it, you don't control it. And especially when it comes to weight, you can decide ahead of time how you're gonna show up and how you're gonna try to reject some of the beliefs and the noise coming up for you. 
and that are not helpful for your team. Because even if you think, well, if I don't stay on top of my teen, if I don't tell them, you know, and remind them, okay, you're done eating. Like say one of the triggering situations is sitting at family mealtime and you think, wow, we're doing a good job with family mealtime. And then you get triggered as a parent, again, all compassion for you. I, I hear you. <laughs> you get triggered at the end of the meal because your teen is still eating. Maybe they have seconds and you think to yourself, oh no, you know, this is, they're eating too much and I need to remind them, you know, you've had enough. And that can be a big shame trigger for the teen and that can actually backfire. As I'm reading this book, Helping People Change, that that evokes negative emotions whenever we're told what to do. That creates um, just automatic resistance and it creates a barrier between you and your teen, okay? So that's one of the main triggers is when we are eating or when our teen is like grazing or we think they should be done um, after the meal and we think we have to be in in it and in their business and in their lane and we have to be fixing and controlling and it comes from a place with all grace and compassion it comes from a place of trying to be helpful thinking that you just need to probably remind your teen and then that's enough you don't want them to suffer. You don't want to suffer as a parent either. But your teen, it's clearly not working and it could create more shame um, triggers for your teen uh, when you do that. And just recognize like it's okay. You can take a pause whenever you have the urge or the itch to do that. Clearly it's not helping. <laughs> clearly it's not helping. So you have something coming up in you that you're actually putting off on um, the teen and it's like a little urge itch to jump out of your lane your business Byron Katie says there's my business she has a book called loving what is and her work is actually called the work and it's a four questions that are really amazing to see like what's going on in your mind she talks about there's my business so I have my business in my brain there's your business, so somebody else's brain and what's going on in there and their lives. And then there's, she calls it God's business or reality. I mean, it's just what's happening in the world. And I think that's really helpful. So when you are telling your teen or reminding them maybe after um, they've eaten, like, oh, you've had enough. Why do you keep eating? Or you don't need seconds. Or you just had dinner. Why are you hungry again? you are in their business. You're jumping out of your business and you're in their business. So you're never gonna figure out like what's actually going on in your mind if you keep doing that. And then it's gonna cause more of, most likely a shame trigger for them. And they're not gonna be able to figure it out for themselves. They're not gonna be able to figure out the self-trust eating. They're not gonna be able to figure out intuitive eating because they're, every time they go to the, um, the cabinet afterwards, um, they feel shame and they may hide it. And then they feel like, whenever you feel shame and you feel like restriction in your mind, it creates more indulgence and it creates over desire for that food. 
it just prevents them from learning how to like trust their body, their own hunger cues, and um, it creates negative emotions and it creates like more of a barrier between you all. So just recognize like that may be a pattern and recognize when you're triggered and and then you can get ahead of it a little bit like notice the times during the day when maybe you're like you're eating with your teen or when they come home from school if you're there uh, at night time before they go to bed if they're doing nighttime eating um, before they go to bed uh, just notice those times when you're kind of triggered to get in their business and get in their lane and just you know, pause, the self-compassion work would be like hand over heart. You can actually physically um, kind of disrupt it like a nurturing hug and create that kind of spaciousness between that urge that's coming up for you, that, that kind of negativity is coming from, everything comes from a thought in your mind is creating that feeling or that urge to to tell your teen it's it's really not what your teen is eating or if they graze after dinner it's only the thought that comes up in your mind that you need to create awareness of because it's the thought that's creating that that feeling of whether it's like judging judging yourself or some shame trigger for you that's and your feelings create your actions or your inactions and your results so if you have the same interactions with your teen like every like mealtime or nighttime when they're grazing or um, it's kind of a common pattern just know that your current thinking creates your current results and I have a life and well-being coach she's awesome Kristen Webster is her name she's incredible and she's helped me a ton with my teens, with my kids, and coached me on you don't cause, you don't control. How do you want to show up? Where do you want to put your attentional focus? You, you have that urge. I have that urge to over-function, fix, and control. It comes from a really beautiful place. It may come from our past. That may be our role in our families. So with a lot of grace and compassion. Also, like I said, I mean, it's the beliefs of our society that really perpetuate that. And so... So we can, in the moment, recognize when we're triggered, when we have that urge or craving. For us, it's the same thing. It's, it's like an urge or craving that your, t- your teen may be having an urge or craving to eat something sweet and get that dopamine zing. For us, we're feeling a negative emotion. We're judging ourselves, and we want to be out of it. So then we think if we put it on our teen, then we're out. You know, and I do this a lot, like with lots of things with my teens, like whether it's like missing assignments or something, I think, okay, hey, I'll just yell upstairs, you know, I see you have these missing assignments when you're getting those in and, and think, you know, or I'll draw like some sort of heavy, like consequence and not even like physically be in the room. Remember what we said, you're not going to get to, you know, drive the car if you don't do that. Remember what your dad and I said. And then I think, oh, I've done my part as a parent, I'm out you know, and then it's caused more harm, like, it's just a little hit, like a little chink in the armor, a little chink in the, um, in the relationship for us, and so it's, it's just not helpful as you're trying to, and it doesn't help motivate anyone either, and so recognizing that, um, with all good intention, that you, you can't fix and solve, and then when you're in that situation, when you're triggered, 
what can you do? Well, you can just pause. You can acknowledge that that's coming up for you and it may come up, um, for me it comes up as a little bit of a panic feeling. You wanna like recognize when that comes up for you. Shame comes up a lot for me. That's a big shame trigger for me. The thought in my mind a lot is like, oh, you're not fixing this. Like, you're not getting anywhere with this again. Again, here we go again, you know, and I want to be done with it. Um, but the reality is like, we're never done with it. We're always going to be, it's like that vision of us when we became a parent. It's like my vision when I started my nonprofit, creating community solutions for children's health. I'm always going to do that. Like my vision now with IME Communities, I create community with compassion and connection. But my vision as a parent is that I'm always going to love and support you no matter what. So no matter what happens to me, I want them to feel that that love and support um, because to me, like that's all I really care about in my life. And I mean, that's all we care about in our lives, right? That's the most important thing. And it's the most wonderful, fun, rewarding thing is those relationships, um, especially with our kids. And so let's let's try to do better. Let's try to buffer our teens, our kids from the noise and the harm that's happening. We can get ahead of some of these conversations that happen in the doctor's office and talk to them about it. I hope you'll listen to that podcast. I hope you'll listen to Dr. Leah's um, podcast, Pediatric Meltdown. The, it's the first one. She has the first episode. Uh, with her daughter and I hope that we can just start to recognize some of the situations where we are triggered and know that it comes from a a good place um, but that we need to in those situations recognize what it feels like how, what it what's coming up for us that we're triggered and then the action is to disrupt it with hand over heart a nurturing hug self-talk, self-compassion mantras that you create for yourself. This is really hard. I don't want my child to suffer. I don't want to suffer. Human beings do suffer. I can't prevent suffering. May I be kind to myself. I don't cause, I don't control it. I want to continue to show up as a loving, supportive parent and to work on our relationship with ourselves. And and just have more of a self-awareness so that we can create something that's really positive for us and our teens and our relationship with them. And to also recognize like our teens, we're gonna love them no matter what. And also like don't buy into our society's fixed limited beliefs. I think it's you know created so much trauma to believe that our success depends on any measure on a scale. The most important thing is that we can start to foster something more positive and nurture our teens' gifts and create more positive emotions instead of negative emotions. And whenever we get stuck in thinking that we need to fix and control and we have that itch that we have the tools and we build up the tools and the self-awareness and we need to stay in our business and help figure this out for ourselves and do the work ourselves on what are the thoughts that are creating the feelings and the actions and results because our teens are going to also they're going to go on and live their lives and if we're still stuck in this 
and we're not doing the work and the thought work for ourselves as parents, we're going to be we're going to be stuck and they're going to go off to college or a job and have relationships and have a life and we're going to be stuck back there. And so it's really important for us to do this work ourselves and for our, our teens and our families to create a more positive way forward. There's nothing to fix or solve. There's absolutely nothing going wrong, no matter what our teen's weight is. And they may be fine with where they are. Great. They may be body positive. Awesome. Amazing. They may, be, um, they may have an abundance mindset for their life. They may want to figure a positive way forward. They may want to just feel better, work on their self-confidence, and then decide. They have their whole lives ahead of them, so please don't have scarcity or urgency about, like, to go to college and where they're going to move out and get a job or and you only have this amount of time to get this right and fix and solve it. No, you're not going to fix and solve it because there's nothing to fix or solve. Just recognizing that is so powerful. Your only job is to be there, to love, support. And of course, you want to have great family meals and work to eating food that serves you and have that in your home. It's never a problem. I mean, you're going to love your kid no matter what. And don't have scarcity and an, and an urgency to fix or solve something or think that their life is going to be any better at a certain weight because it's just not. Our weight, our self-acceptance is available to us right now and creating intentionally more positive emotions and more happiness in our lives is available to us right now. And then they get to decide. Okay, I hope that's helpful. I talked a lot about a lot of different things. Please send me your questions. Um, if, you're a, if you're a parent of a teen, sign up for the member community. It's the best value I can imagine. It's $24.95 a month, and you get me twice a week coaching um, on Zoom, and we're going to have so many fun like giveaways, and we're co-creating this community together. There's amazing courses in there. And then on the second Saturday of the month, I coach par the parents, and I'll share with you some of the things I'm seeing in the community and how we can kind of get ahead and really support our teens health independence and just create a fun positive relationship with our teens and let's shift this narrative and again i hope you listen to that pediatric meltdown the first episode of that podcast and make sure you listen to my coaching parents podcast and share everything with your other parents, your doctors, and teens, and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we're on social. I'm on TikTok, and my uh, my kids are cringing right now, And uh, but anyway, I'm having fun on TikTok, and I want to get a thousand TikTok followers so I can start coaching there too, and show up on TikTok Lives, and I'm getting closer, but anyway, follow on TikTok, and uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the IME Community Podcast. I'm going to be starting to do a series on some of the things that we've gotten wrong, and I think it's going to be really helpful. And I think I've been doing this work forever, and if I can say we've gotten it wrong and I've made mistakes, anybody can. So, love you all. Keep it up. 
your awesome parents, your awesome teens. We got this. We can have fun doing this. We can just throw everything out that hasn't worked and we can forge a new positive fun path forward and make it fun to get it done because that's my whole theory. Okay? Because what else would we want to do it? All right. Thank you all. Thank you for tuning in to the IME Community Podcast, where self-love is your superpower. The content of this podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carla Lester and is not intended as, and shall not be understood as, a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions shared reflect the host and guest and do not represent an organization or medical group. Always seek the advice of your physician or therapist if you have concerns about your health. And please, like and subscribe to the IME Community Podcast. Share IME with your friends and go to imecommunity.com to join the member community. Don't forget to follow IME on social.